Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where you always have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give your insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I'm joined by the Mr. O. <laughs> Hello. Hey, and also my cowboy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on vacation. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right. So now. I almost forgot what I was doing here. <laughs> yeah, I'm cowboy. Yeah. I'm vacationing. Maybe I'm on vacation, but I will also be on vacation. Oh, that was, I'm yeah. Like, oh, who cares? Uh, I'm not only on vacation, but I'm also going to be on a boat. Yeah. That's how they say it in Minnesota. Oh. Uh, this week, boat, we continue boat, our... Boat. Oh, uh, hmm? <laughs> what? We're watching movies, guys. We're doing movies. Uh, This is, I think, probably the last time I'm going to let one of you guys choose a movie uh, for a variety of different reasons. This one comes from Maestro. Yes. It is 2016's Never Back Down, No Surrender. Yes. Which should not be confused with, uh, was it Never Retreat, Never Surrender, which is a movie we did back in the day, which I feel like you also put upon us. It was the real bad, was Van Damme vehicle? I don't my, know, man. My, my, my confusion about this, this is 2016, you said? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I tried to find out because I, I, I came upon, while I was looking something up, Never Back Down 2. Right. This, this is this Which is happened way before this movie, but I could not see in a Never Back Down 1. Well, it's called Only Never Back Down, and it doesn't have any. Mm-hmm. It only has one character from the movie we saw today. So I, I believe, and I didn't do a deep dive because I honestly didn't care. Uh, the Never Back Down Two, I think, did have uh, Michael J. White in it, which we got a little flashback to in in this movie. No, Mesha says no. No, uh, the Never Back Down, the first one, was actually a theatrical release, and it had the. It had a completely different act, uh, cast. This one is a completely different story. Okay. I, I did in trivia at one point see that there was one person that was in all three of the movies, uh, but I don't know who that is. And uh, again, don't care. So let's get through the, uh, the basics here first. This was directed by Michael J. White. It stars Michael J. White, Gillian White, Isai Morales, Stephen Quadros, and Josh Barnett. Let's do a synopsis and then we'll get into our thoughts of the movie. Picking up after the events of Never Back Down 2, former MMA champion Case Walker is on the comeback trail to become a champion once again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know Misha has seen this movie. Uh, Cowboy, have you seen this movie and or heard of it? Uh, Never, never, no. (laughs) Never, never, and no. But uh, I will tell you, uh, besides the less than B acting by the guy who played Brody, um, which is my first complaint. That guy has zero acting skills whatsoever. Oh, I agree. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Oh, really? Interesting. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it wasn't like the whole story because I was predicting the whole damn thing as it was going along. Right. But it was just something about Michael J. White and watching him do his martial art moves just is infatuating i can get you know, with that after i got done watching the movie i started doing some diving into michael j white oh the girl who played ymca or misha mm-hmm. he got that joke he's like should i because oh, she right. spells her name myca he's like yeah. should i i've got the village people in my head mm-hmm. anyway, it's his wife his second wife That's, mm. that is true Yes. And I think her name is, uh, her maiden name is Gillian Ilian Waters. Oh. Gillian Ilian Waters. And that was his second wife. And uh, apparently he wrote a letter apologizing to his previous women that his current wife made him the man that he is today, that Uh he wanted to be. Wow. She's the reason he is the man that he is today. All right. Why would you make that an apology letter? I would be making more like a, ha fuck you guys are idiots. Huh? Yeah. This is who I should have been. This is who I could have been. You fucked me up and kept me down for so long. Right. This is who you all kept me from being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm guessing he did that 
so people didn't think he was a bad. He was saying "fuck you" to them. Maybe not a bad dude, but maybe a bad guy. That's yeah, a, maybe. That's just a weird <laughs> thing to announce. It's a weird thing to be announcing in general. Why does the public need to know that? You can think right? of that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right, Mishra. I, I also know. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I'm going to throw my knowledge out here because I know uh, Mishra picked this movie. Um, he uh, practices eight different martial arts. This is correct. I believe that. Eight. Mm-hmm. His first one, when he was a kid, he studied was jujitsu. Oh. I tried that for a little bit. It didn't work out for me. <laughs> How's your back? <laughs> uh, it's it everything. It was. <laughs> I could bring it to the damn warm-ups, and I was already dying. You should try hot yoga. No, pass. Hard pass. All right. Any, any of the facts you want to throw in there about uh, your new crush, Michael J. White? <laughs> okay. Maestro. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a black guy with the last name named White. Oh. Yeah. I, I just thought that was, that's like yin and yang, right? <laughs> yeah. Which, which I'm sure he Because the yin-yang sign is like black and white, so it's, it's really symbolic and cool. Yeah. Great. Uh, back to Maestro again. <laughs> yep. You chose this movie. Yes, I did. Why? Because a lot of martial arts you see in like like UFC and stuff like that, they're conforming to a lot of rules, which do not take into part what martial arts really can do, because most martial arts are meant to kill. Okay. So when you look at a UFC fight, you see people that only can do certain things in the, in the fight itself. So they're already basically working with a handicap in martial arts. Does that make sense? I guess, but I, I don't think people train MMA in order to be able to kill somebody. True, but they're also limiting themselves to the, what they're capable of. Okay, how so? What, what, what could they be doing that they're not doing by doing MMA? Well, let's, think, let's think about it this way. You want to knock a person out within, oh, three rounds or less, right? Usually in a fight? Yeah, I mean, ideally you want to do it right away, but yeah. <laughs> that's not going to sell well, tickets. Well, the thing about it is, is in most martial arts, it usually takes 30 seconds. Yeah. I remember I paid for an HBO MMA fight, uh, and I invited a bunch of people over, and nobody was able to make it. So I was watching it by myself, and it was over in 30 seconds. I'm like, oh my god, this is such a huge waste of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, also mind you that the this movie does also show something specific, too, because there's a lot of fake martial arts out there as well. Okay, and that's the reason why I wanted people to watch this film specifically because it's not about the martial arts specific. Which martial arts is the correct one? It's the one that's most applicable to you. Okay, so you do a martial arts and you expect to be the best. Nah, it's the it has to be the one that actually makes sense in how your body and how your mind works, whether or not it's uh, capable of doing what it's supposed to do. And when you also, uh, also along with that, you have to understand that when you do those martial arts, there's always going to be someone better than you. It's just like, remember, like what's, what's the guy's name? The guy, the, the guy that the job beat the crap out of in the ring, the practice ring. Uh, oh, right. The guy that was all cocky. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. trying to spar. He had a weird yeah. name, like knucklehead or something or Viper yeah, it's, it's, or yeah. yeah Cobra. I think it was Cobra actually. Yeah, sure. It was ridiculous. Okay. Anyways, but um, it it just it, it plays to several things because like in that part, uh, that guy it plays the part of a, a lot of meatheads that think that uh, that UFC fighting is the best. Right, and actually, based on what you were saying earlier, I feel like having a MMA title is a weird thing to have mm-hmm. because it, it. I think it comes down to who you're fighting against. You, mm-hmm. you could be the best based on all the people you fought, or you could be the best because you fought everybody and you become the best. I think mm-hmm. only if you fight everybody could you should you get the title, because mm-hmm. the, especially your opponents and as illustrated in this film, part of your mm-hmm. training is to study the other person and mm-hmm. figure out what their weaknesses are and how to exploit them. Yeah. So if unless you can exploit everybody's weaknesses and win against everybody, then you can't be the champion. Yeah, I, I, I would think. Yeah. But, well, th- that's the reason why it's limited to the people that are actually competing in that championship. So that's if you can exploit everyone in that championship title for the title, then that makes sense. 
because you didn't you're not you're the best in that that uh set of groups of people right it doesn't necessarily mean you're the best around it just means that you're the best in general there in that group mm. yeah you said, you you said uh maestro that um it's it's finding a mixed martial art or a martial arts uh type that fits you yeah um but in in this movie, just knowing a little bit more history of Michael J. White, um, he practices eight different martial arts, mm-hmm. and um, he kind of tailors a little bit from each of them mm-hmm. into his style of fighting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 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 not so much you need to find a, a martial arts that fits you, but I think you need more than just one. Because it, he he uses different styles in three or four different moves in the same combination of moves. And mm-hmm. that, I think, gives him a big benefit because it throws the person off. Yeah. Because I get the first move he makes is like, say, a, a karate type move mm-hmm. or a Muay Thai type move. And then he comes back with something completely different that's mm-hmm. still martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um not only that, but he has – it's like it's like having a, a shotgun, a sniper rifle, a handgun, and a knife, you know, being fully loaded with any type of weapon that you need. Mm-hmm. He's got eight different types of weapons in his head mm-hmm. that he can combat with you. So if you're coming at him in jujitsu, he's got the jujitsu skills to escape it and then counteract with something completely yeah. different. Now, that makes complete sense. But, uh, uh, let me try and rephrase what I said earlier then. Um, the martial arts that you choose to use or that caters to what you feel is right doesn't necessarily mean you're the best or all around either. You have to be able to uh, adapt to every other style. So let's say you fight someone that does karate or a specific type of karate. You have to be able to fight someone with your style and overcome their style as well. But it's not just their style, it's them as a person. So most martial artists, they usually are only good at maybe three specific moves, minimum, I guess. And they're, they, they, they can basically pull those three moves off in any situation. And that's usually what you see as for a really good martial artist, that what they're capable of. Um, for Ja, he has so much range in the styles he uses um but if you look in the in the, if you look in the majority of his fights they're they're his style but they're not like for instance he doesn't go to the ground in this film sure he does there was those, I mean, like, those times he was trying to get uh, he was doing like an arm bar on on uh, I think especially I'm, at the end I'm, there uh, yeah, towards the end on Caesar yeah. he yeah, was yeah, trying yeah. to do yeah, a yeah. arm lock yeah. i'm talking i'm i'm, I'm sorry well, i'm talking about the scorpion Oh, okay. Okay, he was fighting the scorpion, and all he did was he did a, a set kata, if you will, uh, or a form for the, he was practicing beforehand. It's it was the same thing over and over and over again beforehand, and then he just basically applied it in person, which is well another reason why I thought it was really cool because it's something that you do not see these days because a lot of like martial arts these days they have uh, all these forms, but they don't know why they do them. Okay, that, that that scene you're talking about, that bothered me quite a bit. Why? Because he's off to the side, he's practicing doing moves that seem to not be moves. They seem more like stretches or they're kind of a, what do you call that, the uh, tai chi type of thing where it's not sure, actual sure. moves. And then when he gets sure. in the ring, he, bas- he basically replicates everything he just did, which yeah. I think implies that the entire fight was scripted already. But how can you script a fight when you don't know what the other person's going to do? Because I, most people that fight in that kind of uh, – well, most martial arts start with the uh, uh, same type of uh, advancing attack. Like um, they will probably start with a jab or something like that maybe at the minimum at least. But they're all usually most martial arts have a, a crossed punch with the opposing other leg in front of them when they attack. Like uh, – I guess they call it the reverse punch or something like that, where basically, let's say their left leg's in front, but they're punched with their right hand. And most martial arts take advantage of that, like, really easily. Right. 
But because what we were talking about earlier, uh, as far as especially with Michael J. White, that because he knows so many different forms, uh, it yields better results as far as improvisation. Uh, where if a fight somebody's coming at you, like uh, Cowboy was saying, somebody comes at you with one mm-hmm. style, you can you see the style, recognize it, know how to counter it, and then come back with a different style. So yeah. having that improv makes you a very valuable fighter. But what this scene illustrated to me was this was not improv at all. This was this is the plan. I'm going to do this, and he did it. Well, that's that's the reason why I'm saying Adam is uh, the yes. You can like cater to you. Can, you can change and manipulate what style you want to use if you have more uh, in your bag to fight with. But when it comes down to it, it like for instance, what he was using with a scorpion, it was a set form arcada that he's been practicing. But oh, it's right. applicable, yeah. But it's applicable. The form itself was able to be used in real life with no problem with ease. I think Adam was watching this scene in the wrong um, filter, um, and and the the reason why I say that is because this scene actually, to me, spoke to me in a different way. It spoke to me like because <clears throat> he had those visualizations where you would it would cut to just him doing like the Tai Chi type moves, you know, um, he was kind of visualizing, all right, this guy is in this mode. He's probably going to come at me like this. If he does, this is how I'm going to counteract this and, and, and everything else. So to me, it was most like, it was more like, well, uh, case was sparring with Cobra. He was visualizing, Okay. And as the guy came at him, he was just like, boom, 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 boom. Because they, 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 they mentioned, they called him old style. You know, he was old, old school. school. Yeah. You know, he was old school versus new school. And they quickly realized that, you know, old school is, you know, still better than new school. Where new school, it seemed like Cobra was like, attack, 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 you know, and try and beat him with my strength and blah, blah, blah. Old school is like more reserved figuring out understanding applying boom 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 more systematic than just i'm gonna come at him and rage at him you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which okay. is how which is how towards the end he figured out you know how i'm gonna beat caesars i'm gonna get him enraged mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask him that one question get him enraged and he's gonna be who mental his brain is gonna be gone because he's gonna be so pissed off that he's going to be erratic. Yeah, and that that to me was oh, it was super telegraphed that that's that's what's going to be because uh, it, it was kind of a weird for me it was weird because it was super obvious it was super obvious that that was, that was going to be the thing but it came to be like oh hey this just came to me right now let's piss him off like no that's kind of I think been <laughs> obvious from the beginning he's got a temper that's what we're going to use. That's weird because that's the one part of the movie. I, I mean, I was I, I predicted most of the movie. Now I also predicted that you know he was going to beat him. I also predicted that he was actually going to sign a contract and, and be part of a fight of this fight. He was going to be there. I did not predict that. Um, I, I and maybe it's because I was thinking more like Bloodsport with Jean Claude Van Damme. You know, mm-hmm. I was. It was going to be more like uh, that type of fight, um, which w- it sort of was because he got fucking hit in the balls and knocked to yeah. the floor and everything and had that Jean-Claude Van Damme moment, you know, where he stood there and he couldn't see or whatever, you know, and he was mm-hmm. just he got his composure back and, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as that scenario, I liked the way that he had that aha moment that, this is how I'm going to get back at this guy. This is how I'm going to get what I want and beat the shit out of this guy, but not fight for him. And, you know. Yeah, well, because but remember how at the end, Adam, he didn't fight him in the ring. Right. That's, that's, the, that's the thing I didn't see coming. I, I knew that he was going to have to try to put him on tilt. I didn't see yeah. it playing out the way that it ended up playing out, which I think that was kind of brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I liked it, because he didn't, in the end, he didn't play to that guy's rules. He did what was necessary to win. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to ask you this uh, before we got into all this, but uh, we're already pretty far in. Uh, the this, this is a sequel to Never Back Down Two. 
Is there anything in that movie that we should know uh, to help with this movie? Or did they basically cover it in the movie what we need to know? Okay, in the, the what you remember that flashback you saw where they're fighting, he's fighting the cops? Yes. That is probably the only thing you need to understand behind it. He had a he had a problem with the cops back then because there was a bunch of uh, stuff happening in the previous story, and that just connects to this one. Right. Plus, but, he's black, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the 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 reason why um, that movie put that in there is just so you can watch both. It's just to connect those two, but with the story with the same person. So it's basically episode one, episode two, but. If you were to watch this movie by yourself, which is what you did, yep. um, it's irrelevant what happened in the first one, but makes you want to think about what happened in the first one. Then I want to know. I'm curious, but I'm not going to watch it. So I'm going to just ask you: Is it, the reason he's in prison was it because of that scene with the cops? Uh, that is possibly the reason why. I can't tell you yes or no. Oh, okay. Why you might ask? He's he's baiting you to watch the movie. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I still have a thankful movie, Adam. No, no. I, I am now holding veto powers. Over. I, have a, I, have, I, have, I have a birthday pick, too, Adam. God damn it. I have, I have a thankful pick, too. Um, and, you guys and better not team up thing. on me and do the whole he, Never Back Down can, series. Here's the, thing. here's the thing. He can veto it, but we can override his veto, Maestro. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the way, way this republic works. That's the way mm-hmm. this, this is fathers uh, designed it. This is not a democracy. This is the. Nope. <laughs> this is, this is a I did democracy. I said republic. <laughs> it's a republic of Rat Pack. Rat Pack is in charge. <laughs> so, the <laughs> that would be a dictatorship. Fine, yeah. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so, just for reference, in the first film, the first movie that was uh, theatrically released, it was a story about a kid that um, learned how to fight through a guy that taught him all the real way of using like martial arts, not just like brawling, right? Right. In the second film where Jaw is actually the main actor in this one, he does pretty much the same thing to a group of friends. Or he beats them all up? No, no. Not where he, where he teaches a certain group of friends, uh, boys, okay. to how to fight and how to, and what and stuff like that. But he's also a uh, a guy that's hiding or like trying to um, be left alone. Okay. Uh, another question I have is as far as this uh – uh, I guess it's a franchise. The the never back down. I don't see that being something that is relevant for this movie. Why? What, at what point is, was it an option to back down? And they say never back down. I think they never even mentioned never back down in the movie. Are you talking about the whole thing about it? Was it the, with close to the end where he didn't back down from his beliefs, his uh, his his um, way of life, his thinking. That's the reason why he fought the guy out of the ring. So he got what he wanted because he didn't want to to fight for that guy. I think what Adam's saying is like he was thinking like never back down like he was getting his ass kicked and he never stopped. But I agree with Maestro here where the whole thing about never back down was he was never going to drop his beliefs to fight for this guy. And that's why that one young kid in the Brody Bunch – uh, Jim yeah. said it was, was disappointed at him when he signed that contract and was taking over the fight. Uh, Cause he's like, you told me you weren't going to fight for him. And yep. that's when he realized shit, mm-hmm. you know, and then he came up with a way to not back down and not give in and not fight for this guy. Even Stick- though you were in that stuff. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of thin for me, but it's okay. You know, it makes more sense if you watch the one before it. Uh, it's not going to happen. It's not, it's not stop trying. Uh, so you know, you know, it would make more sense if you opened up your mind and the possibilities. I think my mind is too open uh, for for movies like this, <laughs> where like reality uh, is too uh, much I, there. Then you then you need to close your mind because <laughs> Michael J. White is a bad motherfucker. Okay, so back to what you were saying earlier, Adam. Uh, <laughs> You know how I was saying uh, you have to choose a martial arts that works for you? Sure. I think that was Cowboy. But yeah. Okay. Well, Cowboy was saying that like you should choose – Cowboy was saying that you should have um, a, as many possibilities open to you as po- when you fight. Sure. Okay. So basically if you have different martial arts as a skill, uh, you can basically pick and choose from each different style what you want to uh, attack or counter with what's been going on in there. Right. Um 
my phrase on it beforehand is very similar to what he's saying, but except for one small thing. Um, when you choose a martial arts, you have to choose a martial arts that you can use, like, let's say, for your body. Like, for some people, they can't use a leg or an arm or a hand, or they have a specific way of thinking. And a lot of times, martial arts, they each person, each style, has a specific way of thinking that can help click with your uh, think the thought process as well. But then after that, you have to... Um, use what you know from that martial arts and find a way to get around every other style. Um, Yes. If you have more options, that's easier for you. But if you were to be a, let's, I might even want to say a purist, but if you want to stick to one specific style, that's where it gets hard because you have to incorporate every other person's styles and figure out a way to beat them with your own. So a lot of people, what they do is, back in the old days, they would actually, once they would leave their master, they would travel for a certain amount of time and test their training with other styles. With, um, 1A, to basically get, make their styles better for themselves, but B, to prove other styles whether or not they're capable or not. And that's where you see all these things about challenging other dojos, uh, basically... What are they? Some of them call them like dojo killers or something like that. But th- that's where that premises comes from originally. Okay, now correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, MMA back in the day mm. used to be no holes barred. Yeah, no the, the the mixed part of the mixed martial arts in MMA mm-hmm. was yeah. this style versus this style. Whereas this guy, maybe he's a he's a boxer and now he's fighting a guy that does uh, taekwondo, and they're mm-hmm. fighting to find out who's going to be the best. Yeah. I, I feel like, and I may be wrong, that, that, that's, this is my interpretation back in the day. It was two different styles fighting to find out which one was would be better. I think the way it is now, it's more like this Michael J. White, where it's the person themselves has a mixed martial arts experience. And they're mm-hmm. mixing martial arts and their technique to fight other guys. They're mixing their techniques. Uh, yeah. I, 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 would, I, would, I would agree with you, but also counteract it because in MMA, it's mixed martial arts. And what happens is, is uh, a certain fighter would be, say, more apt and more skilled in, say, uh, kickboxing or Muay Thai or some version of karate or jujitsu. And that's their specialty. But they also train in other martial arts, too, because if, if you're um, – if, if, if you're one type of martial arts and you're fighting against somebody whose specialty is jujitsu and you don't know the techniques on how to get out of holds and how to reverse holds and stuff like that, you're screwed. Yeah, right. So, so they still have – usually they have their primary like he specializes in Muay Thai or he specializes in jujitsu or he specializes in taekwondo. But they also dabble and learn the other ones – to find the how to get out of it or how to counteract it and stuff like they don't specialize in it, but they do learn it. It's sort of like why people are uh, bilingual. You know, I, I speak English, but if I want to get a job where I'm going to be uh, working in an industry where there's uh, a lot of Spanish speakers, I'm going to want to learn a little bit of Spanish so I understand a little bit of what they're saying. Even right. though I specialize in English, I know a little bit of Spanish to get me by if I get into a pinch. Yeah. Okay. No, and that, that makes sense. I'm just I'm thinking back in the days where in MMA there was the guys wearing the geese all the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm specifically thinking of uh, I think his name was Gracie, uh, where Gracie was he had his whole jujitsu school based off of his yeah. uh, success in the MMA, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that was like his specialty was only jujitsu. Uh, I, I don't recall it, hearing things of him doing other things as well outside of jiu-jitsu. I just feel like that was his main thing. And maybe he thought by doing this alone, I can – because I know how to put people in holds and escape holds. That's all I need to know and I can take anybody down. Well, the Gracie line of uh, tra- training basically was jiu-jitsu but with a twist. Um, there was – they had uh, found like a key factor in jiu-jitsu fighting where they were able to exploit it. And they were and the reason why they got so famous was because they um, exploited it so well against the other uh, 
jujitsu training martial arts that they were always successful. Okay. Now, a lot of there's there's also different types of branches of the Gracie line too. Some of them go a little bit one way. Some go far another direction, and it 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 basically basically branches out so many ways that it's almost um, unrecognizable to the original. Okay. I have a question for Maestro mm-hmm. um, because he, he's our resident uh, martial arts uh, expert. You know, yeah. I mean, he, he knows a lot about martial arts. Uh, it's actually two questions I have. One in the, the game Tekken, yeah, <laughs> there's a guy with dreadlocks uh, that does these Eddie that does these moves where he's like Capoeira. that's what it's called. Yeah, Capoeira. okay, it's like dancing. Right. Like yeah, dance he's, fighter. He's, he's 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 like a Filipino b boy, but well, that's cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but, no, that was one question. My second question is is I see. Because I did, uh, after watching this movie, um, I didn't have this urge to know more about Michael J. White um, yeah. after Falcon Rising as I did <laughs> as I did this movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I wikied him, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I learned his history and, and stuff, you know, and where he grew up and what he did, and he started jujitsu and stuff like that. And um, I see a lot of parallels in his life that I see in your life. And I'm wondering Mm. if you knew this and you're modeling your life off of what he did because (laughs) he educated um, hard children, uh, um, children, uh, special ed children and stuff like that in his life. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. He was into martial arts, loved martial arts, and he educated special needs children, mm-hmm. and you're on like I, you are the the. I could read his Wikipedia page, and I could be like, "That sounds like Maestro," right. you know. I, I the, so when I'm reading his wiki, I'm like, "Maestro, hey, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> did you like read his wiki and go, that's what I want to be?'" No, <laughs> never did. <laughs> No, because I mean, no, I'm serious. You you ought to read it because you mm-hmm. can see a lot of similarities. And right. and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, and I'm not saying that to put you down because it's admirable what he did and what you're doing. So yeah. so you're saying that your theory is that uh, Michael J. White is what spawned Maestro to be Maestro. I see what you did there. Uh, uh, <laughs> spawn. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did read a lot of his filmography too, and <laughs> there's a lot of things he did that would. I think even this movie was straight to video. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Yes, yes, it was. It was not theatrical. There was a lot of movies he's written, produced, been the lead actor in that were straight to video, and it's like, wow, you know. But then there's also a lot of big ones that he's done. Spawn, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? The black black. Uh, Black Dynamite, like oh yeah, I was, I was gonna say Lightning, but like that's not right. No, Dynamite. yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Dynamite yeah. and stuff like that. That you know, but uh, also he was in Justice League, and I think he was in Arrow. Arrow, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was in a ton of things, and it's like yeah. I never recognized this guy before, you know. But he's a bad mofo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to mm-hmm. to kind of get back to the movie a little bit more, uh, <laughs> it's it's it's. I was watching with Annie, and she was wildly irritated with how bad everybody was acting. And she didn't. She also watched Falcon Rising with me and didn't recognize this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like all these guys, did they just get a bunch of buff people uh, and have them be in front of a camera that don't know how to act? Like, yeah, probably. Except for, that's pretty much how they they casted Brody. Oh, the he guy was the worst. had zero acting skills whatsoever. It's like you just put a script in front of him. He's like. Just, just read the line. Yeah, just, exactly. Just read it, and that's what he did. It seemed like a very horrible porno acting, you know. Yeah, like, it did, didn't it? It felt like it, didn't it? Yeah, that's how he read it. Like, hey, your mom told me to come over here and watch you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hey, why are you wearing that? 
uh, come sit on my lap. It did feel like he was from like some sort of like midday sitcom, didn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It was, it was not awful. Even, not even good enough to be a soap opera, dude. Like <laughs> there was zero emotion in his voice, in his delivery, in his face, and in, in anything he did. It was it was horrible. Plus, his, his personality kept changing throughout the entire movie. Like yeah. the, the first time you meet him, he's kind of like this badass guy, and then now he's like. Uh, dedicated into martial arts and then now he's a weirdo and uh not not trusting and then back to no i never doubted you but and what about that last scene where you said oh yeah i doubt you yeah. it, it, yeah. his character was not flushed out at all i feel like a lot of it was delving into the fact that he was like he was on those he was on the ropes on the way out and he didn't want to leave that's basically his entire premise um the actor I don't think he portrayed that at all. He sucked. Yeah, he was uh, really bad. He, he was a lead, he was not the leading actor though. No, I'm not even no. sure he was an actor. Mm, he, just, he was on screen. That's it. It would be like the worst supporting anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. he uh, <laughs> that's another thing. Like never back down. You know, because uh, Case Walker never backed down from his friendship with Brody. Yeah. No matter how crazy or stupid or off the wall Brody got, he's like. Oh, he's my friend. Uh, okay, there's another thing that happened where Brody was going to start taking drugs uh, be, uh, at the advice of uh, Isai Morales. Like, hey, if you don't think Caesar's doing it, then you're a crazy person here. Here's a guy. Get some drugs. And then the the trainer, I guess, has a deal with Michael J. White or they're switching out the meds. But this is also happening when they hate each other. And then the next scene, they're like, oh, no, we're best friends. We've been, we had this deal this whole time. Yeah. Like a second ago, you couldn't you couldn't stand to be in the same room as the other person, and now no, we we had to deal the whole time. Like, I think it was before before they Michael J. White and Brody, um, or sorry, Case Walker and Brody had that sparring match where Case beat the fuck out of him. Um, before that, I, I think he switched out the the meds. It's, it, or 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 it, it, before he even started taking the meds, he switched it out. It wasn't until two weeks before uh, the fight did the trainer of the Brody Bunch um, <laughs> know that uh, Case switched out those drugs. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because made- he said you you knew about this. He's like he told me a couple weeks ago, and uh, when he did it, or no, he told me a couple weeks ago, and uh, uh, I thought it was a good idea. Oh, okay, I mean it was horrible acting, but he, he said, "Yeah, I knew about it, but only a couple weeks ago." But he did it in the beginning, like he knew that he was going down that path. Right, and you even see a scene at one point where he's in the kitchen, his, his little whatever, and he's smashing up aspirin. Uh, which then we find out, oh, that's what he was doing. But it, it, uh, I don't, I don't like anything <laughs> about okay. this movie. There, there, there was there was some funny parts. Uh, I, I wrote down there was when <laughs> this is right after Brody and and uh, was a case. They they have this big blowout, and now they're making amends, and they go to the China market in the street, or the I'm sorry, the Thailand market, and they're ordering uh, street meat. As, they, yep. as they're calling it, mm-hmm. and and this was also a horrible acting job. They order their food. Uh, it's uh, Isaac Cox. That's my name. And then they go down. They sit there and they're having their meal. And Brody's doing his best at being genuine, and it's coming across super flat. You know what? This is a new Brody, a new mature adult Brody. And then in the background, the guy says, "Isaac Cox, <laughs> Isaac Cox." <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming, and it was delightful. <laughs> it was the one part of the movie that I actually got joy out. I was like, "Oh, that's brilliant!" Because for a second, I thought maybe that's his real name, and Brody's his stage name, and Isaac Cox is his name. And he looks at him like, "Really? You're going by Isaac Cox? You're supposed to be Brody." And then once the payoff comes, like, "Oh, got it. Well done." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I like I said after I after watched the movie, I started doing some delving into him, and I, I found it interesting that his wife, his real wife in real life, played his 
wife. Love interest. Well, in yeah, the movie? love interest. Yeah. Uh, and I'm wondering if like he he just seems like from what I read about him and whatnot, he seems so like devoted to this woman. Like, is she gonna play his love interest in every movie he does? Like. Does he feel like I, I can't kiss another woman, even if it's on oh, I see. You know, acting and stuff like this? You have to play my wife, you know, cause, mm. or you have to play my love interest in this movie because I will not kiss anybody else. He seems to me like he's that kind of uh, honorable, like. OK, it's possible, but uh, kind of spinning off of that, I uh, I'm curious because this one is uh, directed by Michael J. White. I, I don't know. I don't think he wrote it. But he definitely directed it. And a lot of the movies he does kind of are, I, I think Underground might be the best way to put it. They're not widely sought after movies unless you're into Michael J. White. They're like independent movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of his movies were short films that he's written and directed. Right. So it's weird because I feel like he does have the chops to be an actual leading man in some sort of action capacity. But the fact that he's not makes me think, uh, is there something missing here? Is he maybe hard to work with? And that's why he has to do his own things all the time. And they're always kind of not wide releases. Every now and then, and be like, hey, we need a Michael J. White type. Let's, let's see if we can get him. All right, he'll do this one little part for us and move on. But he, I feel like he should be a bigger star, a, big, a bigger action star than, than he currently is. I feel uh, like I know this guy. <laughs> after his wiki page no um i i don't know i i look at it differently i think it, it's more of a you know he doesn't do these big leading roles because he doesn't agree with the way the role is portrayed he doesn't agree with how they're trying to portray martial arts and stuff like that and and he's really true to martial yeah. arts and that's why he writes and directs and he does everything the way he does because he wants to portray the martial arts the way he envisions and believes it is. Yeah. You know, he doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't Van Damme it. He, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like that one spot that you're talking about. Oh, this, I understand what you're saying, though, Cowboy, because there's this one part where he – remember where he starts to uh, talk to those two kids that he doesn't want to train but ends up training anyways? Right. Okay, remember how when he first starts up, he says, like, throw a punch. Why do you think you wear wraps? That kind of question. Those are all real. The, old, the reasoning behind it is all real. Like, you're, most people that go into the ring, they don't even know how to throw a punch yet. Right. That, that I know to be true because I've been told that several times about uh, when I, every time I was doing any kind of training, uh, it, it's, it's the way that your wrist is. Uh, if you have your wrist the wrong way, you'll, you'll break it. You'll break it right away. And yep. I, I remember that being ringing true for me. Yeah. Cause, but the thing about it is, is what rang, th- rang for me was the fact he gets on saying, you got to get the, the basics, otherwise you got nothing. And that's basically what he was teaching them at the very beginning because they were not learning any of that where they were at the time. And well, a lot of those, oh, what, 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 what? No, no, I was just going to compliment you on that because when he shows up to the Brody Bunch, he's like, I'm going to go get, uh, I'm going to go shopping and I'll be right back. And he starts setting up his own training area with tape and lines and, and boards and rope and stuff like that. And, and I don't know a lot about martial arts, but I, I realized that when he was taping off the floor, the triangle and the line and the center line and stuff, that's all for stability and balance. And, you know, if you get within this this section and you're trying to throw a kick, that's not proper. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. was all it was all training techniques on where you need to be in order to successfully throw this kick or throw this punch or stuff like that. So a lot of that has to do with how we learn almost anything we do, whether it be a sport, bowling, baseball, football, whatever. It's muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so he, when he's talking about going back to basics and doing it all slow, you're just trying to learn the muscle memory. And mm-hmm. as you start learning the muscle memory, you start getting quicker and quicker and quicker and mm-hmm. quicker and stuff like that because it just becomes second nature to you. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is so, modern day Miyagi is, is what's happening here. I mean, pretty much. I mean, like, well, kind of. I mean, if you think about it this way, that, going back to what I was saying earlier with those two kids, right? He says, like, first, you learn how to punch. You're going to learn to you know, punch this thing so many times, and you're going to be in pain. Rub the shit on your hands, and it's, I'll see you in the morning at 8 a.m. or 6 a.m. or something like that. 
because he knows what knows what's going to happen and he knows what they're going to go through. And that the the amount of times they're saying, do they have to hit the bag or whatever or the board or whatever else have you? That's all real. That's the kind of uh, stuff that people have to go through just to get the right uh, movement, the right techniques, and stuff like that. Because even when it comes to involving with science, there's this thing called Wolf's Law, where small minute fractures over your hands over time develop a stronger, more dense bone. And that's what they're going for for your, your hands, so you don't break them when you hit a jaw. Same idea. Is that why there's a technique where the people are, are constantly kicking bamboo to strengthen the, the their legs? In Muay Thai, they would do that because they would use their shins as basically clubs to hit an elbow. Same idea. So what they would do is they would use exactly what I said when what you keyed on uh, to strengthening their shins and elbows just to make sure they didn't con- basically collapse under the mm-hmm. immense amount of uh, strain and pressure from hitting something that hard. Okay. Uh, a few more things I want to talk about in the movie before we move on to the rest of the game. Uh, are drugs legal? No. I feel like they alluded to that they were legal. Uh, during the what? first press conference, the, the, the guy that says, uh, one question, uh, and they talk about drugs, and Isamar else kind of sidesteps the whole question. Like, hey, we're trying to give you the rawest, truest form of everything. I, to me, I took it as we're not outlawing drugs because we want to give you guys a better show. And then the fact that he's saying everybody's taking drugs, uh, if you're not going to take drugs like Caesar is, then you're not going to win this fight. And, mm-hmm. and then later on, there's like, uh, what if I don't pass the physical because I took these drugs? <laughs> if Eastside Morales is saying, take drugs, and then there's a physical saying, if you take drugs, you're out. It, it, the, it, physical, it, the, physical, no, the physical he was taking was for insurance. Oh. And if drugs showed up, in the physical that he was trying to get insurance for himself, he would be declined the insurance. But that's what the physical was for. But he was still able the, to fight. What's that? What? Yeah, he was still able to fight because uh, uh, Var- Varga, Vega Varga or whatever um, the, the, the promoter the promoter of PFC. Yeah, uh, um, he's trying to promote a style of fighting where there is no rules. You do whatever you can whatever you need to, where UFC and MMA, it's regulated. You can't use drugs. You can't use steroids. You can't use this stuff. And he's trying to say, look, we should be able to let these athletes exploit whatever they can to make them the biggest and the baddest they can. So that's why I'm promoting there. There is no rules. There's no regulations or anything like that. You do whatever you need to in order to be the best you possibly can. Yes. Okay, that clears up my confusion then. It was insurance only, not for the fight. Perfect. All right, uh, another thing. This janitor girl, yeah, person, kind of like weird, right? It it was it didn't belong in this movie. It was it was like that that should have been a whole side storyline. Yeah. Otherwise, why put it in there? Well, let me. Uh, do you remember the purposes of why she did what she did and when she did what she did? Uh, she's, uh, she's a hot chick, maybe an Instagram model of some kind, uh, but she still wanted training. That, that's like her whole story arc is just that thing. She, she was, she's training in the gym somehow being secluded from everybody else, uh, dressed to what I thought instantly. No, that's a chick. And then when, when the reveal came that, oh, that's a girl. Annie was just like, what? She was a girl. And I was like, are you kidding me? Of course. It was it was painfully obvious to me that it was a girl, and this whole thing I thought was going to lead to a much bigger storyline, but it was just basically two scenes. Yeah, I, I actually looked her up as well. Uh, <laughs> she actually is a Thai actress who specializes in martial arts. Uh, she's a martial arts expert in some ways and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, she is a Thai. She does a lot of roles like this. A cowboy. Do you remember exactly what she was saying in the film before in in that like second bit where she tries? She finally shows her who she is and stuff like that. Yeah, she she said something. He's like, "Oh my god, why why don't you come to the gym look like this?" And she's like, "If I came to the gym look like this, nobody would let me train. Nobody would take me seriously." Yeah. So she had to come looking raggedy. If she came, if she came looking all dolled up like she did during that photo shoot for that one guy. Uh, nobody would take her seriously. They would just look at her as a chick and she didn't want to be known as just some pretty girl. She, she wanted to beat some ass and she did. And she, apparently that that's all her. She knows how to do all this shit. 
Fantastic. Mm-hmm. What business did that have in this movie? It did not the belong here. Rule. Fantastic. But it, it didn't serve the plot, anything. It was just there as maybe we need to make this film 90 minutes instead of 85. Uh, so maybe let's get this other scene in well, here. Try to think a little bit more about that. Remember how like old school was not allowed in the gym at first? Yeah. Now, now taking the context about the fact that she was a girl. Okay, but again, what what purpose did that serve in this movie, though? If only to say that, yeah, chicks can be badass too. Fantastic. No, no. The the purpose that it served in this movie was she was there and she was training hard technique and doing things. These guys just wanted to be big, bad, and buff and beat the shit out of somebody or beat the shit out of something. They weren't taking the old school techniques and learning the basics. She was over there off on her own on the side doing the basics like they saw Case Walker doing. Okay. And – the one scrawny dude ends up getting his ass beat and she had to go out there and prove, look, you dumbasses, start with the basics. Stop trying to jump in the ring and be buff and big and badass and beat the shit out of somebody. I'm like half your size. I fucked him up. She also, that one kid, she, she like, it made him flinch. She's like, and she said something to the effect of don't flinch. It, it didn't even come close. Okay. Even in IMDb, she's credited as Jim Fighter Girl. Mm-hmm. So not there's there's no I, I just I don't understand why she was in this movie. It, it didn't fit into anything. Even the credits were being like, who cares? She doesn't have a name. I, I I get they were trying to make it maybe a subtle point here, but that doesn't serve the movie at all. It was a good scene. Yeah, and, and to that's be it. quite honest with you, the whole movie uh, to me when I was watching it. Uh, because the storyline was so predictable and everything, I was watching the movie for the pure aspects of the martial arts and the pure aspects of the ass beating and, and the technique and stuff like that. So to see her go in and do that and beat the shit out of this guy, I, I thought the scene was awesome. Whether it belonged there or not, I didn't really give two shits because it was pretty badass. <laughs> and that's the mentality uh, when I realized that, oh, this is what this is. Okay. Um, I like this movie. I like it for what it is, for what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be, you know, John Wick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is like um, a, a, a kind of a, a poke at the fact that technique outweighs size, outweighs strength, that it doesn't matter how big you are or if you're a guy or a girl if your technique is better you're better all right which also plays in the whole bit about uh the the scorpion or what's his name cobra yeah viper i don't know he's a snake of some kind yeah so basically he he was he was immediately on the fact that like old school martial arts is just like fantasy and he had didn't have he had no idea that the basics of his of Jaws martial arts was more than competent enough to deal with him. Okay. Uh, let's okay. Move it's okay. On. Who cares? It's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, if, if you if you noticed when when uh, <laughs> Case Walker was fighting Michael J. White, most of his uh, fights, his first move was a block of some sort. Hmm. The other guy attacked. He blocked counteracted punch punch boom whatever um but uh not in, in fact even with the uh, whole seizure fight at the end his his whole fight was reacting to his first move and then counteracting yep. and beating the shit out of him you know he, he he never took the first like attack the first offensive move yeah because i think that's the whole thing we we're talking about earlier about uh all the training he has, he can see all these things. Uh, and w- even when he was fighting the Viper Cobra Scorpion dude, when he was planning it out, as you mentioned, that when he was doing that Tai Chi type of thing, he was already predicting the moves he was going to make. So I think that's a big part of his fighting style is that I will see what you do and use it against you in some way, shape, or form. All right. Anything, okay. else, anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh, <laughs> wrap this up? 
I, I think Adam is irritated at the fact that, hey, you picked the film, and I know you like it. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think maybe <laughs> he was hoping that uh, I would be on board with him. Um, but I'm with my maestro on this one. I'm so yeah, sorry. That's, that's fine. I, I would not mind watching this movie again for the sheer aspect of the martial arts aspect in it and the action. Um, and I will just fast forward through all the Brody speaking parts. Right. Yeah. And and that's and it's fine. If you guys agree, that's totally fine. I don't take any offense to that. On a uh, unrelated note, I'm looking for uh, new hosts for spoilers out there. If you're listening, uh, if uh, you think you would like to, <laughs> hey, can you email me the uh, application at ratpack.productions.com? You know, um, that's not the forward email. slash cowboy. No. I don't know what the email is because no. you answer all my fan mail, you know, because I got so much of it. You I know, know yeah. It's, it's, it's become <laughs> a side job for me. I, I don't even have time to answer my own email because I'm answering all of yours. I yeah, am and, curious. And, do I even have any emails? Yes, yes. You guys both have email addresses. I've told you this several times. No, no, emails. <laughs> do we have emails? We know we have email addresses, but do we have emails? Oh, yeah, you guys email got plenty. Addresses. Yeah. Uh, okay, another question. Yeah. <laughs> How do, how do I, I get into my access? It? <laughs> oh my god! I will forward you the emails again. That sounds like a good idea. Right. I will put it on my phone. Is it a Gmail account? No. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, the rest of this. So, oh, this is the uh, part of the show where I make you guys guess the Rotten Tomatoes score, and I'm going to read you some reviews from the critics and the audience. Now, I mentioned earlier I'm going to start taking veto powers uh, as far as what movies you choose. And part of the reason is there's only one review that I found. Excellent. (laughs) And it is a good review. Yes, it is. There are no bad reviews from critics or top audience. There are no good reviews from the audience. Only one guy from the critics, Ed Travis. You don't have your credentials yet. If you had your credentials, you would have a bad review out there. Yes, there would be several because I'd use all of your email addresses <laughs> to create different <laughs> accounts. <laughs> That's cheating. So this is from Ed Travis from Synapse. Synapse? Yeah. The fact that Michael J. White is a total package of an on-screen charisma, incredible martial arts talent, and competent and capable director and writer make him an indispensable presence in the modern action movie landscape. I agree, but he's not a very competent caster. Right. So this is weird. So there was one good review from a top critic, uh, but there's no tomato meter, which is based on top critics. So this is very confusing, and again, why we're going to start editing out the movies based on certain criteria. There is, however... So my guess, my guess is... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's certified fresh. Okay. ninety-five. All right, Major, what do you what's your guess for the tomato meter? Oh, I'm guessing even thirty. Oh, okay. You're both wrong. There is zero. There's nothing. It's a dash line, non applicable. <laughs> now the the audience does have a score based on no reviews. I guess they're just giving stars and that's it. What do you think the audience rated this movie? Oh, I'm sorry, you're both incorrect. Uh, the correct answer is fifty five. So let's move on. This is fifty five. <laughs> Nice. All right. Paul G. Martin and Gary Olden were not in this did film. Did I win? Did I win? Everybody won and everybody lost at the same time. What? Uh, so Paul G. Martin and Gary Oldman like to be – we like to put them in movies to make them better. Who would you take out and put in for this movie to make it better? Oh, Brody, dude, all the way. Which one? <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would like to see um... – um, oh, no, wait, 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 not Paul Giamatti. The Gary Oldman be the um, um, the the Brody Bunch uh, trainer. Okay. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I was going more Gary Oldman for uh, for Brody, and then Paul Giamatti as a trainer. So that that would just be fun. <laughs> yeah, that that would be funny. But I mean, realistically, uh, Paul Giamatti is a trainer, and uh, Gary Oldman, or no, Gary Oldman as a trainer, Paul Giamatti as, um, I don't know. Oh, um, the promoter guy, Isai Morales, maybe. Yeah, the promoter dude. He would basically be playing the same role that he played in uh, Rock of Ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, let's do some trivia. This is part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. This was filmed entirely in Thailand. Oh, uh, oh this, I did want to talk about this. There was a cameo at the end of the movie. One Tony Jaa. Yeah, was in funny. the movie. That was another part that I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, not as much as Annie did because I have never seen Snow Dogs. Uh, but but Annie had seen Snow Dogs, so when he started doing the ho, the, the howling, because he thought oh. Michael J. White was Cuba Gooding Jr. That, oh yeah, yeah, that was that was interesting. It was it was a fun little appearance there. Uh, and oh. I had not seen Snow Dogs either. Yeah. So when <laughs> like <laughs> when that scene happened, I thought that he was. I uh, thinking the guy was from Cool Runnings. Same guy. Oh no, yeah. no, not Cool Runnings. Sorry. No, no Cool Runnings is, yep. is the Jamaican bobsled team. Yes, John I, Candy. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever. I I thought he mistaken. Right. He thought he was somebody else. Hey, the, the, he was. Uh, there was a uh, a scene in the movie. Sorry, uh, where Brody, after his knee was messed up, he was watching a video of mm-hmm. a guy um, saying. You you uh, yep. set me up. Now I'm taking the fall. <laughs> is that guy a real? Because he played himself in the movie Rampage is he Jackson. A real MMA? Rampage. Yeah, yes, he's he is. A real MMA. Yeah, he, he yeah. also he also played Baracus, uh, B. A. Baracus in the A Team, which we uh, did on spoilers. Yep. But he is a real MMA fighter. He uh, he's got a lot of troubles with uh, I think drinking or drugs over the years. But he is an actual MMA fighter, and that was kind of a fun uh, scene as well for me because I, I I recognize him and. The fact that he's playing that character to me was just like, oh, he's, he's a fun guy. <laughs> uh, so back to MMA a little bit. The appearance of White's character is heavily inspired by Kimbo Slice, mm-hmm. which I remember liking him a lot because he was brutal. At any fight you saw Kimbo Slice, he was like destroying. And I, if, if I recall correctly, I think he started off as like a homeless guy even maybe. And then he got into MMA and he just took over the whole thing. And then he died at some point And that was sad. Yeah. All right. Uh, even Peters is the only person to appear in all three Never Back Down films. He stars in the first two and is reduced to a flashback cameo in this film. So he's either the kid that's recording it or maybe he's one of the cops. I don't know. Well, that, yeah, that was from the movie right before. Yeah. 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 All right. And uh, Cowboy mentioned this already, but Micah Cruz is Michael J. White's real wife in real life. Yeah. All right, Money Makes World Go Round. I'm going to put this film in perspective with other films that came out this year so we get a feel financially held up to its peers. Another reason why we will, I will now take veto powers because this was not released. Uh, I'm going to guess zero. There is nothing. There is no information. I zero. I win. Yeah, so I, got, I have nothing for this segment as well. This, this whole last half of the show is irrelevant because of the choice of the movie. But it was great. It, yeah, I loved it. It was definitely a movie. Okay. It was Wonderful. That was 2016's Never Back Down, No Surrender, directed by Michael J. White. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ratback Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. You can also write to cowboy at ratpack.productions or maestro at ratpack.productions. If well, you, you would get an answer from Adam at Productions <laughs> Because he hasn't given us the password to get in yet. I've yeah. given it so many times. All right. Uh, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I can help out with the rankings. If you leave us a review and a recommendation, we'll watch that movie before any other movie. I'm so busy. I need Misha Cruz to help me out and, and do my, my stuff, you know? Yeah. She needs to be my 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 media person and answer my emails sure so we are now the next movie we're gonna watch yeah is yeah in october uh-huh, uh-huh. Which, Karate which starts mm. no our october horror fest which is curated by hollywood Yay. hollywood picks all the movies because he is a horror film buff uh and in fact that's how we found him he had a horror movie blog back in the day and he became part of the crew so this is his month to choose horror movies for us well, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, no, my, no, not sure that's a horror. Uh, it is a Halloween movie. Yeah. <laughs> but not a horror movie. Focus, focus. You've seen that, right? Oh, wait, no. no. You thought it was The Witches. Yeah. Okay. 
So the first movie on the Halloween Horror Fest from 2003. I'm actually excited to see this one. Freddy versus Jason. Oh. That is the first one. I've, I've only seen, I think, one Jason movie because it was on spoilers. And I know of Freddy. To see them together, this is going to be a shit show. The very first uh, Friday the 13th with Freddy mm-hmm. um, was uh, I saw at a drive-in movie theater mm. when it came out. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. So that's that's our first offering. Uh, I believe Hollywood's going to be joining us for that podcast. Right. We'll see. Uh, he's going to join us for at least one of these. As mentioned before, I will be on vacation. All right. Yes. Verification has officially started. Uh, it's very clear. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for going through all this MMA stuff with us. And I'm Adam. Until next time. Yes, I am Adam. I am, I am Maestro. And I am Cowboy. What? Right? Yay! Yay. What? What?